What's going on, folks? This is Daryl, your host of Narratives Over Wine and Whiskey podcast, the podcast where we discuss issues that impact black and millennial communities, all while having a good drink. First of all, on this, my 30th episode, I would like to thank you all for listening. I've decided to end season one here, take the month of August to create more content, secure some sponsorships, and come back with a transformative season two. I'll still be very active on social media, releasing clips of next season's episodes, and I'll even be dropping an episode or two on my Patreon account for subscribers who want to keep the conversation going. Per usual, I have a glass sitting beside me. Um, it is a whiskey glass, or a glass of whiskey, because yesterday was National Scotch Day. So today I have a malted scotch called Monkey Shoulder. Pretty solid. Um, I was surprised. I'm used to single malts, but... This blended malt is, um, it, it's, it's not too bad. I think that if you're looking for something to keep in the cabinet, you have people come over who enjoy scotch, you know, monkey shoulder is, is, is a, I think it's going to be a go-to for me. But anyway, I had a mic drop topic for my final episode, but I figured I can save it for next season because it will still be relevant going into September, October, November, December. Unfortunately, maybe it won't be, but chances are it will. Today's episode is titled, I Hate It Here, and Tom Cotton is Why. Last week, I spoke specifically on the fact that we must place class above race if we want to break down the 1%'s stronghold over the rest of America. But in order to get on the same page as a collective class, we must first see past race, and that begins with changing the narrative of this nation to be more inclusive. For those who don't know, because a week ago I didn't, Tom Cotton is a Republican senator from Arkansas. Now, him being a member of the Republican Party in and of itself is not a reason for me not to like him. I found out who he is because the Griot tweeted out an article last week titled, GOP Senator introduces bill to stop federal funding for schools teaching 1619 project. Now, for those of you who don't know about the 1619 project, it was an, a New York Times piece on last year being the 400th year since Africans were brought here against their will from the motherland. The project centers around the impact that the enslavement of Africans had on both the black community specifically and the nation as a whole. It won a, it won a Pulitzer Prize. It was so monumental that I purchased two copies, one to read and to share with friends, and the other to frame and pass on from generation to generation. Senator Cotton's proposed legislation is titled the Saving American History Act of 2020, and that is my problem. Black troops that don't serve the white savior narrative have been cut out of history. But how many voices have been silenced as a result? How many black, indigenous, women, homosexual, Muslim, immigrant, and other voices have been shut up by the white patriarchy? How many of us who have been deemed other spew the poison that we have been injected with by being miseducated? Tom Cotton is working to preserve his bloodline's position. You see, at our most primal level, 
we want to maintain our place in the societal hierarchy or move up it in lose situations as opposed to win learn situations we don't believe in win wins because when you have the mindset of a conqueror who has an insatiable appetite for destruction culturally you cannot fathom having a person that you wronged treat you with love respect and kindness you can't understand that when black people say stop killing us the second you stop killing us we are not going to turn around and begin killing you we are just going to enjoy our lives we are going to work on healing our communities we are going to work on the uplift and betterment of black society for instance let's um let's take a look at blacks during reconstruction so the era immediately following the civil war in the south there were numerous african americans former enslaved people who took political office we did not institute any laws for the retribution of the wrongs done to us we just tried to build up our communities and make them stronger we didn't we didn't bring a, a ku klux klan type of group to say this man whipped me so we're going to get him back we're going to lynch him it, it's not i won't say it's not in our nature because there are people of all human backgrounds races demographic groups who have evil within them but culturally revenge was not what we sought we just wanted the opportunity to improve our standing in life but white people couldn't understand that they're like yo they're gonna come and rape our women like we did theirs so um that that's a problem that i believe the white community collectively has to get past we can't fix that y'all gotta realize we're not here to kill y'all we're not here to to rape your women um or to do to you all what you all did to us or our ancestors we're not here to put you in prisons that are a new form of slavery we just want to be educated we want to be financially literate we want to be able to move forward and pursue happiness in this nation that promises the opportunity to pursue it but let me get back to my notes real quickly because I, i've kind of veered off so tom cotton like i said is working to preserve his bloodlines history he's working to preserve his people's standing and that thinking is flawed see animal animals move in an instinctive way because they are not able to incorporate the logic that we are into their lives we as humans should know better we don't have to rely so heavily on our instinct that we forego the ability to think critically we can move smarter than tigers we can move smarter than bears and apes the problem is white supremacy encourages human beings to act ignorantly it encourages human beings to as opposed to developing relationships with individuals we are encouraged to see races as monoliths we are encouraged to see white people as supreme we are encouraged to see asians as smart 
We are encouraged to see Middle Eastern people as terrorists. We are encouraged to see African Americans as criminals who act on a primal level. We are encouraged to see Latinos and Latinas as people who are subservient and are are intended to just work hard for the betterment and the uplifting of the American status quo. So to Senator Cotton and all white supremacists, white and non-white alike, who want to ignore the voices of those deemed other, I denounce your school of thought. Just as I don't see white people as a monolith, I encourage you not to do the same with blacks or anyone else. I also encourage you not to promote the simplistic narrative amongst our youth. Do not be so simple-minded. I know it is easy to stick with the gone with the wind narrative that allows us to romanticize the evils of plantation life, but let us challenge ourselves. Know that the founding fathers did not commit a necessary evil for the betterment of this nation, which is the language Senator Cotton used when referring to the enslavement of Africans. Instead, understand that George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, and the like were in fact men who, com- who committed unconscionable crimes against humanity, ranging from rape to human trafficking. Know that Andrew Jackson initiated and participated in the systemic genocide of the indigenous Americans. It is not okay that they committed this crime, but it is okay to accept the fact that none of our ancestors were perfect. To live in denial of these crimes leaves room for history to repeat itself as it has and does today in the form of minimum wage, welfare, the privatized prison system, and many other social inequalities. So that's it, folks. Today, very, very short episode. I'm done with season one of the Narratives Over Wine and Whiskey podcast. More than I hoped you enjoyed this season, I hope you learned from it. I'm not only here to entertain, but to educate. Yeah, I laugh. I have some fun topics. I have some topics about entertainment or sports. Um, But really, I just want us to grow and expand once narrow perspectives while having a good drink. Over this next month, connect with me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. I'll have some thought-provoking content as well as some cool drink suggestions that will help us transition from summer to autumn. Also, if you haven't heard all 30 episodes, check out the earlier ones, leave ratings and reviews, and be ready for me to turn up during season two, because it's about to get better with bolder topics and even more guests than season one. Peace, love, and I'll catch you all next month. Same time, same place.